Hey there, Swifties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Elias, and today we're talking about nothing new. So last week we saw how Taylor feared that the shitty thing had made her fall from grace. And when we say the shitty thing, yeah. uh, if you listen to the other episodes, we are referring to the incident that occurred at the 2009 VMAs. And so she feared that her empire and their castle had crumbled to the ground. And today, with this song, with this analysis, we will see how, even though she had regained her status with the album Speak Now and the album Red, she still feared that it might be taken away any minute. So this is the 23rd track of, of Red Tail's version. And we're back with Red Tail's version. It's yes, been a while. It's been a so while. It's the second track from the Red Vault. And I, okay, it's the 23rd track, but I kind of wish this was the 22nd track for obvious reasons. Like, why is this 22nd the Soul Grace acoustic version? No, I I think it's like Babe or something like that. No, it's after. It's after? Yeah. So I have no idea. Wait, wait, wait. It's Batman! (laughs) Oh my god! How did I miss that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, yeah. it doesn't really change anything, but she mentions being 22 yeah. in, the, in the song, so it would have been pretty, but okay. This song was written by Taylor Swift only. I was thinking, what? Yeah. but 22 is also this 22nd track. It's not. It's <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. A glitch in my brain. <laughs> okay. Um, so this was written by... Taylor Swift by herself, but it was performed with Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. We absolutely love her. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah. And this this song was actually the first feature um, where the other female performer sings a whole verse. And so, yeah, we decided to talk about this song here because we kind of connected to Castle's Crumbling, as we said in the beginning. You know, they're both about Taylor's experience in the music industry after all. Yeah. We've been talking about the music industry and Taylor Swift for like the whole year. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, this is like one of the best years for for her, I guess, career wise. (laughs) Yeah. So Taylor wrote about this song in her diary on March the 2nd, 2012. I've been thinking a lot about getting older and relevancy and how all my heroes have all ended up alone. I wrote a song on the plane ride from Sydney to Perth. The song is called Nothing New and it's about being scared of aging and things changing and losing what you have. It says, I'm getting older and less sure of what you like about me anyway. And in the chorus it says, how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22 and will you still want me when I'm nothing new? It's a really vulnerable song, but I think it's important to say. Is this like a an unreleased lyric? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god! In my mind, it was like the the concept of the song. Is but I'm yeah, know. but it's in quotation marks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just like the chorus, <laughs> which yeah, we so know. Uh. So yeah. I wonder where she would have put it. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and yeah, I really anyway, don't know. What rhymes when it, maybe in the bridge mm-hmm. somewhere? It's. It, yeah. I don't know, it's a bridge lyric for me. I, I don't know how to explain this. 
And it's crazy that we got these lyrics and the title of the song uh, back in 2019. Yeah, because yeah. This, this was re released in the Lover Journals. Yeah, and she said that I think it's important to say. Yeah, and she didn't release it with red. Yeah, that's that's sad. I, I wonder who decided that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it might have been her choice too. Mm. Because it is a very vulnerable song. It is. And it's like, yeah, it's important to say. And it is. Like, I'm so glad she released this yeah. song. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was imposed by someone else. But I, I could also see how she could choose not to release this in 2012. And I like that uh, the original title was Nothing. Yeah, with the apostrophe. Yeah. yeah, it's it's country. It is. I mean, it's it makes sense. Yeah, she, she wrote it during the Spignal era. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I think we can wait. Yeah, yeah. March she wrote 20... this at the beginning of two thousand and twelve. Yeah, she was coming back from tour in Australia. Yeah, she I guess. already knew Red. Like yeah, the whole concept. Yeah, the whole album basically yeah. that's interesting yes. maybe it was like it would have been like a late edition and just said no there yeah no but time. not that late because like because you have to consider that uh red was released in october october or no, no but i can't really remember like but it was i don't know i'm getting confused with red taylor's version that was released Wait, in november uh but anyway october or, no or november they're like at the end of the year, at least six months after March, October twenty second. Yeah, of course. Twenty oh twenty second. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, she released this song when I was about to turn twenty two. So oh, yeah, it was both great, amazing, and just special, but also like. <laughs> Kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, I had 22, but I also had nothing new. So it's like yeah. those two things just balance each other out, I think, in some ways. Yeah, but I think that maybe 22 is like the first moment of like <laughs> during your birthday week or so, like as a feeling. Um, yeah. And then, you know, reality hits. Nothing new is like the the night after you turn twenty two. Yeah. You celebrate it. You yeah. go to sleep and you're like, "Fuck, I'm twenty two. <laughs> you know what? I was about to say I'm twenty two right now. <laughs> I'm not. Who's twenty four? I just fuck? turned twenty three and a half, like two days ago. I'm about to be twenty four. I I feel twenty four, but I don't know. I why. feel twenty. I yeah. I I feel twenty four, and what at the same 24? same time I feel nineteen. Um, nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. I'm still there. I'm 19. still there. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's because we're still, um, in college. So it's yeah. like mentally, <laughs> I'm mentally still in there. my early, early, early twenties. You know. Like, yeah. I am in my early 20s, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just turned 20, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, age is a, is a, I don't know, it's, it's a fucked up concept. Who yeah. invented the concept <laughs> of aging? 
it's, uh, it's just wrong. You get old. We should say, like, I'm 24, but I identify as an 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what's, what's the trending? Like, I'm a 20... 24-year-old teenager. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my vibe. I yeah. Think. That's my vibe. Yeah. I don't know, for, for some things, I'm not a teenager, but for, for others, I am I think I think it's normal to feel this way yeah, in your yes. early 20s. Yeah. Or at least I keep repeating myself this because I want it to be normal. Um, no, but yeah, it's normal. like... I think it's even more normal now that you yeah. know, the the concept of adulthood has has been postponed. Yeah. When you in in psychology, yeah. the age between um, twenty and twenty nine is emerging adulthood. Okay. And I like that definition because yeah. it. I think it's exactly what it is. Like yeah. emerging, you're you're becoming an adult, but you're not a teenager either. Like. Yeah. I think we're in our in this transitioning phase and we're getting there but yeah. I mean I don't know we're like stuck in between two yeah. very different things. It's funny because usually you say that adolescence is between childhood and adulthood. Yeah. And now you're, we're saying that our 20s are between adolescence and yeah. adulthood? Like, because there's it's... no fucking... But also, when do you feel like an adult? I don't know. I really don't Does know. that happen? Because, like, I've talked to people that were like, I am, because, like, I have all the responsibilities and the age to be, but I don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, do you ever feel that way? Like, I mean, I, I think we'll discover that and, and also like it depends, it highly depend, depends on your experience in life. Yeah, so of course, of course not all yeah. the 23 years old year old people are the same um, because of course we live different realities and such. But I was thinking weird. about because um, in my second year of university, I used to have like a, a job like yeah. a serious job. Yeah. I was I was a secretary, okay, but like I was working in an office. Yeah. The first half of the day was in the office and the second half I was on a train to go to class, you yeah. know. And and I had some kind of responsibility. Yeah. But I was I don't know, I had like the ten minutes of oh my god, I'm working, like I'm in a serious job. Yeah. I'm an adult, basically. I was like 19, so yeah. no, I was not an adult. But in the next 10 minutes, I was like, I'm feeling like a fraud. Like, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I feel like that yeah. all the time now, you know? I think like, it's normal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, like I'm playing at being an adult, but I'm not. Yes, I own God. That's, yeah, that's yeah, it. that's it. Like, that's I, it. Yeah. Like I'm pretending. Yeah. Yeah. Like the other day I paid the the bill, like the yeah. the electric bill yeah. of my house in Rome. Yeah. I was like, this is so weird. So weird. Yeah. I don't know when we will stop feeling that way. I I feel like you only truly realize it when when or if you have kids. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I am not that way anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I had to switch somewhere. But I, I don't know. 
But I don't know, because at the same time, like, I don't feel the same I felt three weeks ago. Like, it's yeah. it's absolutely crazy. I was thinking about that, like, we didn't see each other for, like, a month, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking that I feel like a different person now than I was when we last saw each other, which is absolutely insane, because, like, nothing really happened in my life that was, like, a turning point, or, yeah. like, seriously, yeah. anything at all. I don't know, I'm about to start my, hopefully, last year of college, and I got that realization, like, two days ago when, when I did the last exam of the first year, um, of the fourth year actually yeah. um and i don't know like i think i feel different now <laughs> and i don't know how to explain this no i know i i know i know like <laughs> yeah i don't know personally if it will be my last year i don't know i say hopefully like I mean, that's if, the plan <laughs> yeah if like a year after i graduate i still don't have a job i think i will <laughs> think about going yeah, but back like, to university but yeah but like following the plans that we have right now yeah i wouldn't have another year of university yeah. if yeah. that were the case but like according to my plans and i yeah. have to i always need plans in Your my life and so i'm like I, according to my plans like next year i will move out <laughs> and I know I'm working towards that and I don't know it it's confusing it's exciting but it's like such a weird time I know <laughs> and we talked like for 20 minutes about this 17 minutes yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all but right girl we needed this like <laughs> I did like it was a good talk I yeah I mean we should have this talk before analyzing nothing new I, I, I mean we usually do have talks like this but <laughs> <laughs> we, we usually don't record them but i mean why not it makes sense between our listeners there are a lot of people that are around our age yeah so that might be relatable for you too and if yeah. it's not then let us know because it's interesting <laughs> like i want to know I need other to people on this. yeah <laughs> like i want to understand <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I'm interested in other people's experiences too. Okay, so let's get to the lyrics. So the first verse is... They tell you while you're young, girls go out and have your fun. Then they hunt and slay the ones who actually do it. Criticize the way you fly when you're soaring through the sky, shoot you down and then they sigh and say she looks like she's been through it. Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? Basically, this whole first verse talks about both sexism and the experience of young women in the music industry, but I might have not only in the music industry, no, yeah, but basically in everywhere, always. As young women ourselves, we know that we often get this message. We should live our young life at its fullest, but at the same time, when we do, we are considered not serious or we're criticized in some way or another. Yeah, that that is fucking true. Like, yeah, that's that's that that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. So as we said, there is this ever-present criticism, no matter what you do. And here Taylor is maybe focusing more her on her career when she talks about 
people criticizing the way you fly and so on. Um, because, you know, when she was doing well, people always found a way to bring her down. And so here in the lyrics, she depicts this the hypocrisy of those same people who end up feeling this fake pity for her. Like, yeah. oh no, I'm so sorry fake that pity. you're feeling that's that way because I made you feel that way. And that's, that's not okay. So we have this um, sigh and say, uh, which is kind of like a figure of speech. I guess we have both the alliteration of S and E, sigh and say, sigh and say, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the sound E, sorry, not yeah. blur. But also like an assonance, yeah. because it's sigh and say, it's like the same three or four sounds repeated. And it just adds that poetry feel <laughs> to, yeah. to the to the writing. Yes. Which is kind of frequent in red, actually. Yes. Red, I think it's very poetical. Yeah, it's a very poetical. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think with, with Folklore and Evermore, every song could have been like a poet, poem at yeah. one point. Absolutely, yes. The, the more ballad songs, like, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Taylor talked extensively about this in her acceptance speech for the Billboard Woman of the Decade Award. I saw that people love to explain away a woman's success in the music industry and I saw something in me change due to this realization. At the time I couldn't understand why this wave of harsh criticism had hit me so hard. And now I realize that this is just what happens to a woman in music if she achieves success or power beyond people's comfort level. I now have come to expect that with good news comes some sort of pushback, but I didn't know that then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's true. Yeah. And it's still true, I guess. There will always be people who don't like you, like, in every I situation. I think it's okay if people don't like you. I think it's not okay when people are, like, discrediting you because they yeah. don't like you. Mm -hmm. It's Okay, you can like everyone, and, and that's normal, but why do you have to be vocal about that? You don't like an yeah, artist, just don't, don't, don't listen hater. to their music. Don't be an hater. Yeah, it's just, it, if it, yeah, if you don't like someone, like you don't the, have to say that you don't like them. You the can just early stay in your 2000s way. are long gone, guys. <laughs> no hair, please. What the fuck? Yeah. What are haters? It's just like... Yeah. What's fun in that? There's no fucking fun no. in making fun of people yeah, <laughs> just because you don't like them. Yeah. Where are you? Like a three-year-old? Yeah, no. just, just like, ignore. Yeah. And we we are hating on people. <laughs> haters. <laughs> I am an hater, haters. Yes. Haters. And I am an haters, hater. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did that. The part. apostrophe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, in the last part of the first verse, Taylor expresses some, some doubts regarding her future. At that point of her life, she was six years into her career. Crazy. She already had like four albums? Yeah. Five? Yeah. And she was realizing that she wasn't a new artist anymore. And this realization brought some fears. Um, so here she's asking herself what will happen when she will lose that novelty. 
would people would people get tired of her would they stop being interested in her and in her music when something is new it's exciting and exhilarating and it's the same for people yeah yeah if you're new in the music scene you're like everyone is watching like everything and everyone has an animal face yeah then we have the chorus I've had too much to drink tonight, and I know it's sad, but this is what I think about. And I wake up in the middle of the night, it's like I can feel time moving. How can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 22? And will you still want me when I'm nothing new? So the chorus starts with her admitting that she's had too much to drink, and that the alcohol brought these thoughts to the surface. She's aware that these thoughts are negative and pessimistic. Well, what can she do? She has them and she's expressing them. She can't sleep and these questions keep her awake. And this might be the first, the first time, time that she talks about drinking alcohol. Like drinking herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she feels time moving and I think that's interesting. She's talked about similar matters in the song All Too Well and Right Where You Left Me. You know, the, the time flying. Yeah. But here it gets a slightly different meaning. She can feel that she's getting older and that the moment when people will get tired of her is getting closer and closer. And there's nothing she can do to stop it. Yeah. Basically. In the Red Taylor's version of liner notes, she wrote, I've always said that the world is a different place for the heartbroken. It moves on a different axis at a different speed. Time skips backwards and forwards fleetingly. And in this case, heartbreak could either have been caused by a failed romantic romantic relationship or by basically anything else. Because, you know, when you talk about heartbreak, you are talking about a wide spectrum. And so it includes a lot of different feelings, events even. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's interesting how she raised this concept yeah it's like she's saying she, she was drunk and so time was moving but it, it's yeah. also the feeling you get when you're so drunk that like the room is spinning yeah it's the same thing like time is a physical concept that yeah. she, she can't see moving like yeah how can you think of something like that and write it i don't, I don't <laughs> understand no. like it's I it's no way I really no don't know. I don't know. Like, her mind is a mysterious place. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I really want to study it. <laughs> yes! Like, seriously, a study neuroscience. I want to study her brain. Like, not in a creepy <laughs> zombie way, but like... <laughs> I want to know what areas are active while she's writing. Yes. <laughs> when she's sleeping. What is she thinking about? Yeah, but <laughs> during the... I think it would be seriously, like, super interesting viewing her, like, brain activity while, she, she, while she's writing yeah. songs. Yeah. It, I don't know. I want to do that. <laughs> Taylor, if you're, if you're listening... It's totally not invasive, like no, <laughs> it's not creepy. Like I, I just, I, I wonder. I just studied those. <laughs> if someone has asked her to do that, like I, um, I am asking you, Taylor. Uh, people are Taylor. starting to get 
it, like yeah. to get her some writing. Yeah. And you know, there there are university that are making available these courses, this yeah classes, vouchers, songwriting. Mm-hmm. I think Yeah, so let's get into the source. To ask themselves, <laughs> maybe we should study her brain. <laughs> no, like I'm seriously asking. Like I think I honestly think it would be so interesting. No, yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that if, you, great. if you want. <laughs> No. What's the creepy way you anyway? Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like Oh god, I I'm thinking about the Gone Girl quote. I can't remember if it's in the book or in, in the movie. But at some point the husband is like thinking about his wife, you know, the, the protagonist yeah. and he's and he's um like wondering if he had if he were to open the skull and pull oh, out so, the the brains like what would happen like what would you find or something like that oh, also the and that's a creepy way so she wakes up in the middle in the middle of the night in the middle <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah my dreams and <laughs> uh but yeah here she listed some of the questions that haunt her and can i ask you a question <laughs> That's how a brain works. <laughs> getting back to the brain thing. Yeah. Uh, so um, she's getting older and she doesn't feel like she has things figured out anymore. She compares being 18 and being 22. <laughs> we talked about this a lot. A lot. But um, I mean, you would assume that as you get older, you know better. But Taylor is telling us that it's not true. And you know, in my opinion, it's she's not wrong. Um, oh my god, I'm thinking about the teenage dream yeah. outro right now. They slowly gets better. What that if to I me? don't? Yeah, oh, well, that song is reminds me of this one a lot. Yeah, they're very there are, there like, are people similar saying in that it's kind of like a, an answer to the bridge of nothing new. Oh, it could be. Could yeah. Be. We're talking about, of course, uh, Dream by yeah. Oliver oh, yeah. on the album Guts, which yeah. we've been listening to non-stop. Yeah. <laughs> I love that album. Yeah, it's such a love good it. album. Like, yeah. yeah. Getting back to yeah. Taylor. In the song 22, she describes that age with the words happy, free, confused and lonely. And in the song, she's showing the confused side of this age. And I'm also kind of lonely. Yeah, also lonely. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not the main thing of the song. No, it's not. It's not what I yeah. gather when I listen to Nothing New. But no, no, but yeah. It makes sense. And we have a parallel with Cardigan. This is the first parallel? Yeah. Song? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of parallels, I found. Next week's song, we have a lot of fucking parallels. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, anyway, this parallel is I knew everything when I was young. And, and it's true, like when she yeah. was 18, she knew everything. Like Yeah, but it I think it is like that. Like, it is. It is. And the the end of the chorus is like the end of the first verse, conceptually. Uh, but this time she's talking directly to her, to her listeners. Because yeah. in the first first verse she was like, Lord what what will become of me once I lost my novelty? And in the chorus it's and will you still want me when I'm nothing new? 
And I think that in general, we can say uh, we can also read the song is from a relationship point of view. Like this could as yeah, well be about a relationship where yeah. we don't think it's the main thing here. Mm-hmm. Like you can read it that way too. I think that the very first time I listened to the song, I thought it was about a relationship. You did? I think. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that, that's interesting. Yeah, but... I mean, I was kind of a newbie, <laughs> I have to say. So, um, okay. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. I, I, I can see that song in that way too. But I, I mean, we're not exploring that side of that because we don't think it's the main um, no, it's not, idea that, that Taylor had when writing I mean, the song. You can feel this way at the, like, the beginning stage, stages yeah. of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I've felt this way in the past when about it gets a worse, Will you still want to be with yeah. me? Like, yeah. And then we have the second chorus, uh, the second verse, which is sung by Phoebe Bridgers. How long will it be cute, all this crying in my room, when, you're can bl- when you can't blame it on my youth and roll your eyes with affection? And my cheeks are growing tired from turning red and faking smiles. Are we only biding time till I lose your attention and someone else lights up the room? People love and ingenue. So basically, the, this first part kind of refers to the saying pretty when I'm crying, which is also a lyric I heard from Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I checked. But I'm it, pretty it's when also yeah. another lyric, I guess. Like, it's not something Lana Del Rey wrote herself, if I'm not mistaken. Because I, I, I've read something about this discourse, like, in the last few days, surprisingly. About, of course, Olivia Rodrigo, because she wrote something about this in her new album. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's not something that Lana Del Rey wrote firsthand. Like, it's, she already got it from somewhere. I, I think it's, I really in a way, know. it's like a saying. Like, it's what... Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that there's yeah. three different women yeah. in yeah. the music industry yeah. um, used this saying in their song. Yeah. And we're, when we were talking about Lana Del Rey, we're um, referring to the song Pretty When You When you Cry from the album Ultra Violence. Yeah. But yeah, this saying is um, a widely used saying to romanticize a girl's heartbreak. The, the world wants girls to always look pretty even when they're crying and their beauty standards always have to be met or their societal worth is compromised basically. Yeah. So as long as they're young girls, their crying is cute because they're cute themselves, but also their heartbreak is considered cute because it's usually connected to a young love, which is usually a puppy love. Even if it hurts, it's not real love in the eyes of people. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we could, we could also see this as Taylor trying to find beauty in her heartbreak. Even if it, this love, this heartbreak, it's not seen as real or real enough by other yeah. people, it's still about Taylor trying to find meaning behind this heartbreak, yeah. you know? And here I think she's also saying that this kind of behavior is only accepted by society when the girls are young. Yeah. And as they grow older, they can't show those feelings anymore. Yeah. And I find that interesting that she uses the word blame. Yeah. When you can blame it only you. Like, it's... 
there is always this duality in the song. This song, the song in general, is built around this contrasting feelings or actions. We have the cute crying, the people blaming this cute thing. We hold, we have people rolling their eyes with affection. Does it make any sense? It does. Okay. It does. And it makes sense because it's about yeah. being 22. It's yeah. a weird time to be alive, you know? <laughs> like, you're both young and older, but you still act like you're younger because in your yeah. mind you're younger, but at the same time you're not. Yeah. It's confusing and it, it makes sense. It really is. But yeah. Yeah, so as I was saying, people roll their eyes. It's like that display of feelings is bothering them but at the same time they do that with affection like yeah i, I was thinking yeah. about boys will be boys yeah but you cannot say girls will be girls no because that is not a justification that's like a blame thing yeah like girls will be girls because the young girls are they're going to act like girls yeah boys will be boys it's like yeah, you, that's affection. That's yeah. like, yeah, boys will be boys. Yes. It's in their nature. They're, they're okay with it, you know? Yeah. But they're not okay with girls acting like girls. Yeah. That's another thing. That's true. To sum it up, our fucked up word works like this. When a girl cries, it's cute. When a woman cries, she's weak. And I think this one might be one of the reasons why this song wasn't originally unread. It makes sense. It does. Sadly, it does. Yeah, because at that time she was like highly criticized. Highly criticized. She was. And yeah. and then was, she uh, maybe addressed some yeah. of those things like in songs like Blank Space. Um, making fun of the way people were seeing her. But yeah, um, it, it was the general, start of the reels, like shaming. Like, yeah, yeah. They were beginning to do that. Yes. And so maybe, um, I don't know, I can see why yeah. uh, she wouldn't want to be criticized for uh, calling out people criticizing her, basically. Yeah. Because, as we said before, this song is so important. It is. Yeah. And she's saying. Um, very real stuff. I was thinking. Yeah. I guess from this point of view, she was a bit wilder to speak now. Like yeah. I'm thinking about better than revenge, mean. Yeah. Dear John. It's like she was a bit more about calling out people. Yeah, but she was younger. Like if yes. I think about myself she was 18, 19 when yeah. she, yeah, wrote. basically 19 when she wrote um, Speak Now. So, yeah, I think you change in that way. Like, yeah. she became less, I think, I don't want to say less vocal about those things, but, like, she started being probably more general, like. Yes, um, she stopped referring to her personal life. Yeah. With Red. It's like she was calling out maybe like an ex boyfriend. Yeah. But not like people criticizing her own life. That's what she did with 1989. Yeah. Later. Probably it's more of the feelings. Yeah. 
Non lo so. Ti devo pensare, so, cioè potrebbe essere così, sì. però non lo so. So, she's kind of tired of this situation of having to pretend to be happy in front of those who are ready to judge her. It's as if she's asking, how long is this gonna last? How long do I have to pretend to be someone I'm not anymore just in order for you to keep loving me? And she's wondering if we're just patiently waiting for a new young girl who will take Taylor's place. And she knows that people love an ingenue, which is a fancy French way to indicate um, young, innocent women. And why so? Because you can manipulate them. Or at least, you know, people think they can. Yeah, they think they're entitled to But it. But I, I love that this is changing. Like, yeah. new young artists are not taking it up. Like, they're, they're done. They're already done, and I love that. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. I keep thinking about Olivia Rodrigo, because yeah. it makes sense, you know, to yeah. think about her. Okay, um, we have some parallels. The first one is from Enchanted. There I was again tonight, forcing laughter, faking smiles. Yeah. Then from Tis the Damn Season, and wonder about the only soul who can tell which, which smiles I'm faking. From the lucky one, we have two parallels. The first one is, and all the young things line up to take your place. And the second one is, another name goes up in lights. You'll wonder if you'll make it out alive. And then in the song, we have the chorus again, and then the bridge. With the lyrics. I know someday I'm gonna meet her, it's a fever dream, the kind of radiance you only have at 17. She'll know the way and then she'll say she got the map from me. I'll say I'm happy for her, then I'll cry myself to sleep. The map thing, like, I was totally <laughs> convinced it was she's gotten that from me. I mean, it makes sense, I kind of hear it, actually. Yeah, I like it. I like the map thing, though. Yeah. Like, when I discovered that, it was like, I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, here we have this very beautiful interchange between interchange. like their voices. It's obvious why Taylor chose Phoebe as the feature for this particular song. Because Phoebe was at some point that 17-year-old girl who had Taylor's map. And alongside Phoebe Bridgers, there are so many other young artists who look up to her and acknowledge her as their inspiration. We would like to name a few. So, for example, we have Olivia Rodrigo, Conan Gray, Gracie Abrams, Sabrina Carpenter, Phoebe, uh, but also Shawn Mendes in the past. Yeah, also Maisie Peters. Maisie Peters, yeah. And, like, you know, this was just to name a few. Yeah. Taylor knows that she is a role model. She knows that now that she is an established artist in the industry, but um, she also knew that when she was younger and up and coming herself, yeah. both in country music and pop music. Yeah. At 22 years old, she was starting to understand that she had become this role model, not just for her fans, but for other artists too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's when she truly realized it. Yeah, because like all of her albums were big. like. Fearless was such a big album, I'm and Speak Now too. I'm thinking. Yeah. Her first three albums don't have any features. No, you're thinking wrong, because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Fearless, Fearless as uh, Breathe, featuring Kobe... Um, uh, how do also you pronounce it? Version? Yes, Kobe Kela. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, no, you're wrong. But I would think the red has two big features. Yeah, they're big features now. Because, like, at the Shiro. Snow Patrol was big back then. Okay, yeah, Snow Patrol was big. If you um, get in there. At Shiran opened the Red Tour. Oh my god! Like, that's so awesome. Like, at, okay. That's so weird. Ed Sheeran's first, first album mm-hmm. was in uh, 2011. Yeah. Plus. So, yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. You think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. This is my speak now reputation. I know. How sassy you get when you know you're right. <laughs> like I was, oh, this is like digressing, but I was watching like this video of when I was seven. This friend was like recording. We were like with our families and with some friends. And she called a person with the wrong name. Yeah. But it was a similar name. Yeah. And so, um... I corrected her and then I gave her the reason why she mistook the name. I was like, yeah, because the the, beginning, it, the names were. You think? Yes. <laughs> I was seven. Like the names, I think, were Daniele and Gabriele, which have like different beginning, but yeah. the end is kind of the same. Yeah. And, and I was like. Yeah, you you got it wrong because the beginning is different, but the end is basically the same. No, I love this new fact. I want to show that to you later because I do have it here. Oh my god! But yeah, that's that's me. I mean, I've been rewatching Harry Potter. Yeah, you're such a Hermione. I know. It's crazy. You are the same person. And I, I also feel like the dumb version of. Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Like she, she's yes. she's smart. I'm I'm you're not, not that dumb. smart. The fuck. Yeah. You're not dumb. Yeah, I mean, but like don't say that you're <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. Shut up. I'm Ron Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh, yeah, don't deny it. You're Ron Weasley. He's <laughs> dumb as fuck. <laughs> I never thought of you as to run, run with me, actually. <laughs> I have. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're Amy, and Amy is Hermione, so you're also Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hermione, like, yeah, no. 100%. I yeah. feel that way. <laughs> also Amy, yeah, yeah. You are. <laughs> and again, I'm Jake. Like, <laughs> totally the opposite. <laughs> no, really. The Swifty, of course. I, I'm Charles. I'm Charles. <laughs> this took a weird turn. I, I don't even have a comment. <laughs> this is like an hour long. <laughs> like I think it shows that we we haven't seen each other for such a long yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, but yeah. Okay. So yeah, from the Woman of the Decade Award acceptance speech, yeah. we have the quote. I really just feel like we need to continue to try to offer something to a younger generation of musicians because somewhere right now, your future Woman of the Year is probably sitting in a piano lesson or in a girls' choir, and today, right now, we need to take care of her. Um, I mean, this was uh, actually a quote. She had said 
this before. Yeah, but I think she the, was the repeating it because yeah. she was referring to Billie Eilish. Yeah, I think. Speech. I think. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you. no, 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 no. Um, I think uh, it was from the woman, woman of the year okay. in like 2015 or so, okay. and the woman of the decade it was um, December 2019. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she was actually, in 2019, she was referring to Billie Eilish. Yeah, because that had become uh, a she reality. She was woman of the year that year. Yeah. That's yeah, why she was. she was mentioning her. But that's so many other young artists emerge. 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 Like, in the last few years, it's crazy. Music has gotten... Yeah. I, I know. Am. Maybe I've started to... Yeah, I, I noticed this yeah, stuff. Yeah, same. Maybe that's why. But yeah, same. Yeah, I feel like we are in a great age of new music, music new musicians. Yeah, I'm listening to a lot of music and yeah. a lot of different artists. I'm not, um, but yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know more artists than yeah. five years ago, I don't know. Yeah, so um, here she shows that she is genuinely happy for the new person's accomplishments. Yeah. Because she will say she I'd she say is happy. happy, yeah, yeah. and and she will mean she means that yeah. you know, but at the same time she knows that she knows the implications of that, and so she will cry and feel pain for herself. And that I mean, is such a at that time human feeling. Yes, I, yes. I mean personally, I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I think it's natural. I think it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. There are those situations in which you can say, "Yeah, I'm ha I'm really happy for you. I'm really sad for me." Like um, on a very basic level, university, your friend <laughs> gets like a, a slightly higher grade than you. You know, like you're happy because they they were successful, but at the same time, like, why did I get that? Recently, I failed an exam, <laughs> um, and there was another friend of mine who had already failed it and yeah. she got a good grade and was I was so happy for her because she deserved it so much but at the same time I had failed that exam yeah. and I was so sad about it like, yeah, I, mean, it's I ended up passing the exam with a good grade but yeah, yeah, yeah. during that time like I was I was really happy for my friend but at the same time I did cry myself to sleep yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's a normal feeling. It's not that um, the happiness for the other person is fake. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Exactly. It's it's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a kind of uh, two parallels. Yeah. One from I mean it's not really a parallel, but <laughs> yeah. it, it does mention the same thing. Um, from Cruel Summer, Fever Dream High in the Quiet of the Night. That same. Yeah, scene, but it's kind of different as we know. Yeah. Um. Then from again the lucky one, which has so many parallels with the nothing new. It's, yeah. I mean it's just yeah. It makes sense. It's nothing new. It's kind of like a mix of twenty two and the lucky one. Yeah. It is. So the parallel is from the lyrics, and it took some time, but I understand it now because my name is up in light, and I think you got it right. Yeah. She is the ingenue, the lucky one. Yeah. And she's seen herself as the other person she's talking about in the lucky one in nothing new. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I guess that's it for the lyrics. Yes. Uh so what are your favorites? Okay. I really like as I said before, it's like I can feel time moving. Yeah. Uh but like the whole bridge the bridge is just it's just special, you know. 
Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I say I'm happy for her, then I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> yes. No explanation needed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, yeah, right? Yeah, just, just a lot. No. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. okay. So that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. All the ways to contact us are in the description. And please rate us, give us a five-star review, and share this podcast with your friends, family, loved ones. And we will see you next week for kind of a happy episode. It's not like we're kind of distancing ourselves from the very depressed songs we've been analyzing in the last month. Yeah. Um, we're talking 1989, finally. Yes, because it will be 1989 Terrace version this month, and we have to celebrate. Yes, so next week, a 1989 song. Spoiler in our stories at some point. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.